Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's, this month's, I haven't recorded in a while, podcast episode. It is post-holiday, well, post-Christmas, Hanukkah, all those holidays, and we are in that in-between week uh, between Christmas and New Year's where (laughs) I I don't really know how to feel. I I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, I've talked to, I I do have some clients this week. Um, Originally, I was going to take this week off, but I decided to take next week off instead as we ended up um, getting the opportunity to go a couple of fun places next week locally. So this week, I'm still working with clients, not as many. Um, and I, I think the sentiment that's kind of gone across all of my conversations, um, other than like people feeling really tired from the holidays and kind of worn out and generally like happy that they're over, which we'll talk about in a second, um, is that they feel strange this week and they don't, and they feel low motivation and they don't really know why. And from an outsider's perspective or from a therapist's perspective, like on the other side of the chair, I can be like, well, you feel that way because you're exhausted and you've been running around for the last two months trying to make everything, you know, great for everyone else. And when we do that, and part of that's just our roles, right? Part of that is the roles we play as as mom, as as uh, businesswoman, as you know, if we're teachers or whatever caretakers we are, is like how are we going to make this season great for our family, our people, and then in that, of course, we forget to take as good of care of ourselves or don't make time to take good care of ourselves as as we often want to. So we feel depleted. All that to say, we're feeling depleted. We're feeling tired. And we're feeling not very motivated. At least I will speak for myself and the five or six clients that I've spoken to in the last couple of days um, and friends. So what do we do with that? That's really what I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about this concept of, um, and I didn't rehearse any of this. I don't really know what I'm going to say. Um, like most of the time, I just imagine that I'm sitting here with you in my office or you're on the other side of the screen and we're just talking about life and things. And I would imagine this kind of conversation going something like this. Like if you were to come in and say like, Hey, Caitlin, I'm feeling, I just feeling kind of blah this week. I don't know what I want. I, I don't know if I should be like starting my goals for 2023. I don't know if I should be allowing myself to rest or pushing myself further. I don't know. And what I would then say is, what are you like feeling in your body? Where are you feeling it? And maybe you'd say like, I don't know, I feel kind of low energy, blah. I don't feel, um, things feel a little bit tight or I feel drained. And you know, what I would want to say to that is like, what if we just let yourself feel that way? Like, what if you just tuned into that feeling and allowed those feelings and sensations to be there and then with those, allowed those thoughts to be there, those kind of conflicting thoughts of wanting to move forward into the new year, but also wanting to just be right now where you are in the space and time and feel what you're feeling. And I think that's complicated. In fact, scratch that. I know that's complicated for us because that means that we're have to holding, we're having to practice holding multiple truths at the same time or two things at the same time. Like I both want to move forward and get excited about the new year and start fresh and I don't really want to do anything. I just want to be and, and, and 
not push. And so what if we just practice holding both of those things at the same time? And that's what I would say to you if you were in the room with me. And that's what I'm trying to remind myself of because I'm struggling with it too. I'm really feeling this sort of need to, um, this body need to like rest and just be and, and not overdo things or not push myself. I'm really in this like wanting to organize the home phase, like almost like a nesting phase. It's really interesting. Um, yet logically, I guess in my brain, I'm thinking ahead to what's January, the week of January 9th is going to look like and starting the new year and, and hiring a new therapist and all the fun things I have planned for next year. I'm you know, doing some more TV appearances on our local Live on the Bay show, like all those fun things coming up at the same time. And how do I hold all that at once? And I'm trying to just do that, just hold it, just let it be. I don't have to really do anything about it other than just accept that we are feeling exactly how we feel. And I know that sounds very simplistic. And I think unfortunately, and fortunately, some of the truest things in life are often very simple. Um, and we overcomplicate them, right? And some ways that we tend to overcomplicate things this time of year. Let's dive into that. That's what I'd kind of want to, where I'd want to head with you. If you were sitting in the room with me, I'd say like, how do you normally manage the new year like what do you do when it comes to setting new year's resolutions or not setting new year's resolutions like how do you tend to take on january whether that's how you think about it whether that's how you behave like what behavioral changes do you tend to make how hard are you on yourself how realistic are you with where you're at and and what you need and we talk about that for a while and and i would share that i'm pretty good when it comes to um living in the ish I uh, that's what I've been calling it lately um and allowing myself to set intentions and goals for the new year loosely hold them loosely and I think in the past that served me really well and it's also been a way for me to let myself off the hook right? Like it served me well and that I'm not one of those people who's super rigid with like, if I don't meet this goal, then I'm the worst. And, um, I suck and I might as well just give up. Cause I'm always kind of more along the lines of like, eh, didn't do so great on that today. Let's try again tomorrow. I think that's something I've learned over time. I definitely wasn't always that way. And that's why I think it's so important that we, um, that dynamic of wanting things to or being rigid about things and then feeling let down when they don't go the way that we wanted them to because we set ourselves up for these unrealistic expectations in the first place um it's just like such a unhelpful pattern that we fall into so over time i've definitely like landed into that sort of ish of like i'm going to set this intention for the new year um and i'm going to try my best to make it happen uh Again, it wasn't always that way. But then on the other side of that, I struggle with being, I don't want to say soft because I don't like that like hard, soft, out of control, in control. I don't like those terms. I don't think they're helpful. Um, but maybe I, I let myself off the hook in that I'll say, for instance, like, 
Mm, let's say I'm going to shoot for doing a dry January. Mm, that may or may not be what I do this January. Um, and I'll start off for like the first week doing pretty well. And then something will come up and I'll make an excuse for why it's okay to have a glass of wine. And I guess what I want to say about that is maybe it is okay, right? Maybe it is okay in that circumstance, but maybe it's not okay like every weekend then in January to be like, well, there's a reason I should just have the wine this week. I don't want to be too hard on myself. Like, I think we have to kind of like, if we're, if we're setting an intention that's based, that's like aligned with our values. And for me, this one definitely is. I'll say more about that in a minute. We have to be holding ourselves accountable. And I don't think that looks like being hard on ourselves or mean or engaging in negative self-talk. I think it looks like saying, wait a minute, like, okay, noticing, right? I'm feeling pulled to break my dry January spell (laughs) or my my, um, promise to myself to not drink in January because I have the social event coming up. I'm feeling really pulled to say yes to a glass or two of wine or drink. And, um, what is that about? You know, is that about me just wanting to let loose and have fun? Like, okay, maybe. Is that about me being nervous to engage socially without alcohol? Ooh, yikes. That one's a little stickier, right? In fact, they're both sticky because the first one, if I'm doing it because I want to be able to, um, let loose and have fun, then I wonder, like, I leave space to wonder, like, what is it about myself that feels like I can only let loose and have fun, quote unquote, maybe if I'm having a glass or two of wine? And are there other ways that I could let loose and have fun or challenge myself to, even if I can't fully let loose and be fun, like, show up anyway and do my best, you know? And then the second reason of, like, Uh, maybe it's social anxiety based and, you know, maybe I feel more comfortable when I have that sort of like numbing feeling from the alcohol that helps me, um, feel less nervous about certain situations or whatever. I I don't particularly challenge with, I don't think I, I particularly feel challenged. I can't talk in that space, but I do know it's a really common one for people. Um, then maybe I need to look at how I'm coping with social anxiety and what I can do differently. Maybe I just need to show up and feel awkward and allow myself to feel all those feelings and do it anyway. I'm not saying either of those choices are easy, but the bigger point here is that when we want to kind of break a promise with ourselves or kind of get off track with something, some behavior change we're trying to make, I think it's really important and valuable to come back to why. Why is it that we chose to make that commitment to ourselves in the first place or commitment to somebody else in the first place? And if it's a really strong values aligned like per reason, then I think we we get to say like, wait a minute, let me rethink that. I'm not, you know, we're, we're much more likely to like basically like not make the choice to break the promise to ourselves. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm rambling a bit, but to me, well, I guess this is like now become my own personal therapy session. So bear with me. But, you know, I think it's thinking about how we, so if I were sitting in a room with a client, I'd want to know how do you normally approach the holiday, sorry, the, the new year and setting goals, resolutions or not resolutions. Why, how can we maybe do it differently this year? So it feels more authentic, more aligned with 
your values. That's what this is really all about. Because the reason why we oftentimes don't um, succeed, quote unquote, or whatever with our New Year's goals and resolutions is because well, for a couple of reasons, but a lot of times it's because we're not even really clear why we're doing that. Or maybe the reason that we chose to, um, you know, cut out sugar or cut out wine or start exercising every day or um, engage in more social activity or less social activity, whatever our resolution is, is maybe we decided to do that because we thought we should or because of these like external forces or pressures. And gosh, right, that's often the case. Like, I'm going to exercise every day because I want to lose weight because I think I should be skinnier or I think I should look a certain way by now postpartum, right? Like we tell ourselves these things and our brain and our body is like bullshit. Like I, that doesn't actually add up to who you are and what you value. And so then we're really setting ourselves up to fail. And, and then the other reason why I think an equally large um, factor in why oftentimes our new year's resolutions fail is because we do that like i was saying earlier that really rigid black and white thinking around around our resolutions and our goals like either i succeed or i fail so if i don't do this a hundred percent if i don't work out all the days or i don't not eat sugar for all the days or if i don't not drink alcohol for all the days then I failed and I might as well just give up. Right. And I think statistically that's on like, what did I, I wrote an article about this for, um, hmm, a publication last year. I can't remember which one, but it, uh, we found that most people, I didn't find this research. Somebody else did, but I quoted it in my article. Um, most people give up on their new year's resolution by like January 15th. I think it was, that would make sense. Like halfway through the month. So they have like one or two really good weeks and then something happens. And the reason why they give up is because they feel like, Oh shit, I already cheated. Quote unquote. I already, I'm saying quote unquote a lot today. Like literally just don't know what's coming out of my mouth. Um, like, because I feel like, you know, if I don't do it all the way, then I might as well just not do it at all. And that kind of thinking goes back to, I think, childhood stuff. I think cultural stuff, right? Like the way we were raised to think that, um, especially as women, we had to do it perfectly or not do it at all. Um, you know, you've heard me share, I think, or if you haven't, I'll, I'll share it again that like, that women like way less frequently will apply for jobs that they're qualified for, um, out of fear that they may not get the job. Whereas men will apply for jobs that they're not even close to qualified for because in general, they're much more confident that they are going to be able to kind of like make it work. Right. So we're already, the cards are stacked against us. I think as women culturally right now, I think that's shifting and changing, or at least I hope it is. And I think we're all doing our little parts in that, but, um, gosh, we just think we've got to get it right a hundred percent or else it's not worth it or else we're not worth it. And I just think that's such a harmful notion. I know it is for me and I know it's something that, that I've, um, definitely tried to shift and change my perspective around. So coming back to like, if you're sitting in the room with me or if I was with a client, I'd want to say, Hey, let's do this a little differently this year let's think about, let's kind of think about what went really well in 2022 or well enough. 
impact? What kind of things do we want to hold on to? Maybe we did implement some new values-based behaviors that feel really good. Gosh, I'm thinking for me, like I started yoga this year again and I started it very differently than I ever have before or for different reasons. I started it really for time and space for myself. I started it for my mental health to decrease burnout. Um, and it's just, it's done all those things and more for me. Not only have I found myself wanting to go a few times a week, um, I've also found myself like feeling so much more clarity and so much better when I do go. And I've also found myself a part of this new community, this new yoga studio and this beautiful space in my hometown that I really didn't even know existed. Um, and no, like I don't hang out and like, I haven't made like a million new friends and like, you know, it's, it's nothing like this, nothing against CrossFit, but I don't feel like it's that sort of like environment where there's like a culture around, the studio, which I love because I actually think people just show up there to do yoga in the middle of their day or in the morning and and then they get to start off their day feeling how they want to feel and there's like these friendly smiles and like this like I've got you, you know, like I see you and that feels really good. Um, That feels really aligned with me. So I've started yoga this year and I'm really proud of myself for not only starting something new, but like awkwardly learning something new and showing up for myself, even when it was late, even when it was hard, even when I had 5 million things to do and still deciding that I needed to show up for myself anyway. So that's a behavior and that's an activity I want to carry through into 2023. And I want to keep making space for that. So maybe it's not even about like what we don't want to do. In fact, I don't think it should just be about what we don't want to do anymore, what we need to do different. I think it should also be about what we want to continue to do. What is working well for us? So that's question one. And then like maybe another question is like on the kind of other end of the spectrum, what hasn't worked well for us in 2022? (laughs) Whether it be like a behavior, you know, I can think of 5 million behaviors that that haven't worked great for me. Um, And most all of them stem from me not giving myself enough time and space to care for myself. Things like um, getting irritable with my kids and my husband and uh, my mom. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. Um, And those are behaviors, right? But like, I'm not choosing those behaviors. Those behaviors are coming from this like, place of me not having the capacity or choosing to not be care for myself well um so like when I don't go to yoga when I don't exercise when I don't engage in my own therapy when I take on too much work I don't feel good and then I engage in these behaviors not choosing them but like just as a reaction that don't serve me or my loved ones well so if I'm sort of like looking at this from a wide lens view, what I'm going to think is, okay, when I engage in behaviors that I don't like and other people don't like, it's because I haven't done A, B, or C, like I just said, right? So um, what hasn't worked well for me in 2022 is the times when I haven't made space for myself, when I haven't engaged in self-care, when I have taken on too much 
at home and I haven't communicated with my partner, my husband about like what I need from him or what I would like to see shift or change, when I haven't taken care of my spiritual needs, when I haven't gotten outside enough or been in touch with my kiddos enough as far as like really playing with them and seeing them and snuggling with them and all those good things. You know, those are the times where I feel like I haven't felt like my good enough self. And so that kind of tells me what I want to let go of in 2023. What I want to let go of in 2023 then is saying yes (laughs) to so many things. I think I say this every year, but this year I really mean it. Saying yes to so many things like instinct, like right away. Like, so I'm a person who, and I don't think this is a mystery, who gets really excited and passionate about things and is like, yes, 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 I want to do it. Let me do it. Before I think about like how I'm actually going to make it work, do I actually have the capacity for this? Will I want to do this in two weeks from now? It might sound really good right now, but what about two weeks from now when it's like on a Wednesday and it's been a really hard Monday and Tuesday and I've had clients and the kids have, you know, whatever, like been hard to get to school and maybe whatever, all the things that come up for us in life. Like, will I still want to do this then? So my thing is, is I want to let go of saying yes to things before actually considering whether or not the thing really lines up with my values and the direction I want to head and whether or not I have the freaking capacity for it and the space for it. So let's have you think about that now. What do you want to let go of in 2023? Thinking about what did not work well for you in 2022. And maybe you're like, well, what didn't work well for me is I, you know, my partner and I argued a lot or um, I had a falling out with a friend or um, I said I was going to start therapy and I never did or I said I was going to start Pilates and I never did or I really didn't make any time for fun or creativity. And then think about why you didn't do that. What were the barriers? And so you either need to remove, work towards removing some barriers there, like maybe it's childcare, and I'm not going to say that's an easy barrier to, to remove or an easy solve, right? But like maybe it's childcare, but maybe it's deeper. Maybe it's the belief that you actually deserve it in the first place. And girl, if that's it, then we've got deeper work to do. That's where maybe what you want to let go of this year is the negative self-talk, right? Maybe it's not adding in like a weekly walk with a friend. I love that idea, but maybe it's like, shit, I got some deeper work to do. I do need to see a therapist or I do need to get involved in that group or I do need to get back into some sort of spiritual practice or meditation so I can start thinking about these loops I get into in my head and why I talk to myself the way I do. I don't know. I'm just throwing some different sort of common themes that I see when it comes to what people are really getting at when they're trying to set resolutions. So what do you want for 2023? What's one thing you want to move towards? And maybe moving towards it means letting go of something else. And can you hold it loosely? And when I say, can you hold it loosely? I mean, can you have compassion for yourself? Can I have compassion for myself to be fully human and not perfect and still hear this, still try anyway, still move towards that goal you set or that intention you set. 
even when you mess up or even when it doesn't go great or even when you feel like giving up, whatever. Like maybe then you need to take a pause or maybe you need to have a conversation or maybe you need to reevaluate the goal you set in the first place. But what if we just held it loosely and with a lot of intention and a lot of like almost like, um, yeah, intention, a lot of like knowing why we set this in the first place, why we chose this in the first place. Okay. If you stuck with me in this conversation for this long, thank you for being here. I really do feel like I just processed a lot of the stuff I've been thinking about. And if I take a minute to take a breath, because I've been talking a lot, I think I even feel a little bit clearer and a little bit better and maybe a little bit more energized. (laughs) Um, And I hope you do too. And if you don't, that's okay. Maybe after this podcast is over at some point today or after you listen to this, you'll have a few minutes to grab a notebook or jump on the note section of your phone and write down the answers to a couple simple questions like, what went well in 2022? What didn't go so well in 2022? What do I want to let go of in 2023? What do I want to hold on to or add into my life in 2023? Those are four questions. Pretty easy, right? I'll add them on my show notes, but <laughs> jokingly, pretty easy, right? Like, let's just like evaluate our life in four questions. No, but honestly, I mean, I do think in that spirit, we do overcomplicate these things sometimes. I think we've got to like, uh, I don't know, you know, not trying to like, um, criticize any of these things here, but, you know, join a new group or, um, you know, take this new year's resolution course or new year, new you crap or whatever it is, right? Like when really like, I mean, I'm a big believer that we hold so many of our own answers. We just have to take the time to turn inward before we turn outward and look everywhere else for the quick fix or the easier thing. We turn inward and we think about what it is that we already know. We already have so much information. So be compassionate with yourself as you think about how you want to take up space in the new year, how you want to enter into the new year. Also be intentional. Also hold it loosely. I think that's the three things that I'm really trying to put out there into the space and into my own life this year is, can we embrace our full humanity? Can I embrace my full humanity? Can I do things that are more aligned with my values and also make more space for myself to be okay when things don't go to plan, right? Okay, my loves, it's been 27 minutes and four seconds. and <laughs> I think I've talked enough. Um, I wish you a very happy new year and I will be back more consistently in uh, the new year with podcast episodes. I have some great guests that I've already recorded with, some guests that I have um, interviews planned with, And I can't wait to share all these things with you. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your holiday, day, vacation, week, whatever it is. Cheers.